1: Fiber and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
2: Good morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff, filling in for Farm Director Pam Yonke. It sounds like the weather got rough for some of us yesterday. High winds and crops ready for harvest is not a good combo. We are asking for storm damage reports on our Facebook page, Fabulous Farm Babe. Or send me a text through the talk text line at 877 301 farm. Our ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in about 15 minutes with our forecast looking forward and I'll also ask him about those several possible tornadoes that touched down in southeastern Wisconsin. Otherwise stay tuned for dairy analyst Owen Feenstra. He's joining us from Everag. Also stay tuned for news on manure application and October is Cybersecurity month. We'll learn how to protect your agribusiness next.
1: When you farm, you're always competing against your top season. Every moment is clutch. So those who push for the best, choose DeKalb corn. Featuring exclusive genetics for seed bred to emerge strong, stand tall, and maximize yield potential. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best all season long with DeKalb corn. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices.
6: They always have a scam and they always have a way to cause problems. Bob Bosal here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and that includes in agriculture. We know people have gone to farms and uh, stolen animals, stolen machines, but Stephanie, now they're stealing information, huh?
2: That's right, Bob. Hackers, cyber attacks, ransomware, they're all words we hear about in the news. And if you're like me, you don't usually associate these crimes with agriculture, but believe it or not, cyber criminals are after anyone using technology, especially our farms and agribusinesses. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Jen Pino Gallagher was in studio with me talking about ways you can protect your farm from cyber criminals. Jen is the director of food and agribusiness with M3 Insurance, and she speaks from strong
7: agricultural experience. I do. I uh, grew up on a dairy and beef farm in northeast Iowa and enjoyed that tremendously. Grew up uh, family farming with with my family and uh, after that time went off to college and then uh, spent about 10 years or so working at the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection. So agriculture is both in my background and an important part of my career.
2: And last we spoke, Jen, cyber attacks were on the rise thanks to the pandemic, and there were specific instances of cybercrime in the agriculture setting, meat processors, grain cooperatives, but a lot has changed since January. Russia invaded Ukraine. We're dealing with inflationary pressure, supply chain issues. So how has cybercrime activity followed that narrative?
7: Well, I have some good news uh, and some not so good news on that front. Um, the the bad news first is that incidents of cyber attacks, ID theft, and cyber crimes do continue to rise. And in fact, the FBI reported that last year they received a record number of complaints. Uh, nearly nine hundred thousand complaints came into their cybersecurity line, with potential losses reaching nearly seven billion as a result of the cyber intrusions. So that's the bad news. Uh, But the good news, however, is that more and more people are becoming aware of their risks, both because of the headline grabbing uh, ransomware attacks that you just mentioned, as well as outlets like yours, Stephanie, that are trying to raise awareness of this and bring this topic to the public and to the agribusiness sector. More individuals, more agribusinesses are paying attention to it, and they're putting um, uh, emphasis on keeping their operations cybersecure.
2: Why don't you remind us, though, why agor businesses are at risk for cyber attacks?
7: Well, it really just comes down to a simple fact that cyber criminals are looking to get a return on their investment. They're investing in lots of malware and lots of tactics to. Uh, exploit the vulnerabilities of organizations and agribusinesses can be vulnerable just like any other organization. So really they're at risk because cyber criminals can become rich by hacking into their systems, holding their information for ransom, selling their uh, trade secrets or the employees' private information on the dark web. So the reason why they are at risk is because uh, just like all companies can be at risk, agribusinesses are as well. And unfortunately, because profit margins are so slim in the agribusiness world, sometimes the cyber security uh, resources are not as uh, robust as they should be.
2: It may be hard to believe, though, that your average Wisconsin farm would be at risk of a cyber threat. But if you think about it, there's a lot of technology used on farm. So Jen, walk us through why your average farm is at risk.
7: Well, you really touched on on something that's so important in today's farming operation, and that is technology. Uh, the amount of technology on today's operations really is amazing, and our farming industry has become very, very automated. Uh, I remember as a kid growing up on a dairy farm, our barn cleaner automation was me, my two brothers, and three pitchforks. <laughs> that's v- not farming today. Today, farmers are dependent on the software to run uh, their systems for precision agriculture. Farmers are at risk in a couple of ways. Um, The company that provides their automation could become a victim of a cyber intrusion, and that could result in the farmer losing their private information and their data, or the system could fail as a result of an intrusion, leaving the farmer without their automation that they have become dependent on, from robotic milkers to ventilation system to precision agriculture Additionally, if you're using a computer to, for your record keeping, for your online banking, even email, you can be at risk of a cyber intrusion through the sites you visit or the email that you open.
2: Well, Jen, now let's talk methods to prevent cybercrime, to prevent a cyber attack on your farm or agribusiness operation. Where do you start
7: well, really, the steps that a farmer, an individual farmer, takes to reduce their risk and, and increase their cyber protection are the same methods that an agribusiness can take or an ag co-op can take. Uh, first and foremost, make cybersecurity a priority. Pay attention to it. Um, cybersecurity Awareness Month is coming up here. Uh, now's a good time to look at your systems and see if they are safe. Some of the ways you can make them more safe is enable multi-factor authentication on all of your systems this is the two-step process that many of us are familiar with if you go to access your credit union or your bank account oftentimes you'll get a text message pushed to your phone that's multi-factor authentication this can be implemented on all of your systems including your laptops and mobile devices another important step is to install antivirus and malware protection this can help ensure that your computer is updated and protected against the known viruses and malware Uh, Preventive maintenance, that's another important topic. Just like you would perform maintenance on your equipment, you should also perform preventive maintenance on your software and on your technology. Um, Last but not least, uh, a very good method, which uh, a lot of people forget about, is just strong passwords. Have very strong, unique, long, complex passwords. It's not anybody's favorite topic to have to have different passwords for every device, but it's an important, uh, simple step that you can take. And... Farmers, like agribusinesses, also have the option of uh, purchasing cyber insurance, which can help mitigate the losses they might have if they're attacked by a cyber criminal and can also cover help them through the downtime if they've uh, been breached by a cyber attack.
2: Great information from Jen Pino-Gallagher joining us from M3 Insurance. I want to go back to what you said about passwords. That's probably my least favorite cybersecurity measure, but it's probably the most important one. So we're talking strong passwords, not the name of your firstborn child and the number one, right? What does a strong password entail?
7: Well, it's first and foremost, um, a strong password, uh, three three words to remember, long, unique, and complex by long, um, best practice, and the FBI will back this up, uh, is every password should be at least 12 characters long. Unique, each account needs to be protected with, with its own unique passwords. Don't reuse passwords because once pass, one password is compromised, if you're reusing it, then all of your systems can be compromised. And complex Consider using uppercase and lowercase numbers, special characters. I know some people will even use phrases Uh, that can be long and complex, but also easier to remember. A number of folks are using um, password uh, systems to help keep track of all of their passwords, which is another way for you to use unique, long, complex passwords, but not have to remember every single one.
2: And these are, again, simple steps a farm can take. Can the same measures be taken in an agribusiness, like, for example, a cooperative or food processor?
7: Well, certainly all of these measures just mentioned can be implemented at either the farm level or within the agribusiness. And every single entity from the farm level to the agribusiness can also work on training their employees, which is an important first step for defense. When you think about the number of employees that you have maybe using email um, or administrators on your system, think about training each and every one of them on how to spot malicious email. Think about limiting the number of individuals that have administrative rights, meaning able to have the keys to the castle, so to speak, Um, and really depend on your trusted partners for support in developing a cybersecurity plan. Those partners could include your insurance agent. They could include your credit union or your bank. uh, They could include your accountant all of these uh, trusted advisors understand the risk of uh, cybersecurity and the importance of cybersecurity, and are wanting to look out for their clients' best interest. So certainly, reach out to your partners.
8: Yeah,
2: and Jen, any other things that uh, you want farmers or agri- other agribusinesses to take away from this interview that we hadn't touched on yet?
7: I would just say no one is alone in this fight. There are a lot of organizations coming together to help at the state and federal level. The local extension agents can be a resource for information. Um, You can quickly search online on how to help your family and your operation become cyber secure. The FBI has some great uh, webinars and training uh, programs that you can access Uh, put it at the top of your to-do list in addition to everything else you have going on including the pending harvest but it is an important time of year to think about this
2: Jen Pino-Gallagher joining us in studio with those essential solutions you should keep in mind for your farming or any other agribusiness operation Jen is the director of food and agribusiness with M3 Insurance From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke What is it about that sound? It's a thawick or more like a thawack. Most people would say it's just another sound of summer, but now it's a sound of freedom, flexibility, and year-round fun. Hook and Fade, located just off the Capitol Square. Invite you and your besties to come out and check out the best golf simulator in Madison. Join the most flexible league and play nine holes every week whenever it's convenient. Pick a different tee time every week if you want. Come for the golf, stay for the clubhouse cocktails. Sign up for the fall league at hookandfade.com.
2: Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a -a
0: one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one.
3: William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration. Your custom jeweler.
9: Your next job could be as close as seven miles south of Madison. Tructee LLC in Oregon is growing and are now hiring in all areas, including builders, electricians, and electrical engineers, to name a few. You'll work at the same place every day. Schedules are flexible, pay scale is attractive, and receive a $2,500 sign-on bonus. Plus, a huge advantage of being closer to work and saving on gas. Apply in person or online at T-R-A-C-H-T-E-U-S-A dot Tom Spitz
4: and David Fink of Settlers Bank your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com.
0: Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member
10: FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
1: From her mouth to the field's ears. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Back with you on a Thursday morning. And now it's time to get into our egg weather update with our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck. Stu, I want to take a look back to not even 24 hours ago. Yesterday afternoon, uh, we saw those high winds and spinoffs. You know if any of those were confirmed as tornadoes, any damage reported, anything you know on your front?
6: I haven't seen the official report yet, Stephanie, as far as, you know, from the Weather Service that they were truly tornadoes. Six sightings, of course. Uh, one in Whitewater, Elkhorn, Pewaukee, Burlington, Brown Deer, and Franksville. A lot of damage and a lot of folks without power, 20,000, some customers without power and a couple of the utilities. Things got back in order here before the day was out, but certainly a rough afternoon, not what we expect to talk about in October, that there could be a possible tornado and even the strong thunderstorms of that type that really blew up in a big hurry yesterday afternoon. I do have a few rainfall reports from elsewhere, though, 3,100ths of an inch at Madison, eight hundredths of an inch at lacrosse. Reedsburg at 2200 of an inch Veraboo, 3800 of an inch According to the airport in Fond du Lac 4400 of an inch Just enough rain to get things dampened down, no doubt about that. And now, of course, we await the colder air to settle in. A cool front's pushed east of Wisconsin this morning. There's still some scattered and light rain central and up in the northwest part of the state. Some indication of a few snowflakes out toward Fargo, North Dakota, and northwest of Duluth, up into the Arrowhead part of Minnesota. That's something that could be a little more widespread over into wisconsin later today or tonight snowflakes a possibility it's not going to accumulate it's not the the winter moving in if we see it even here more likely frost though a little more widespread than we've seen will become more of an event Late tonight, certainly Friday night, Saturday night. So if you've got something you've been holding on to out in the garden, you're going to have to work pretty difficult to get it through this weekend because that cold air is really going to start to hold on. And there will be some occasion of very light precipitation yet today, even later tonight, or lingering toward Friday or Friday night. Isn't going to amount to much, but small chances still kind of linger. So if you get the picture, cooler, damp, and cold at night, That's the pattern here as we make our way into this upcoming weekend. It sticks around that way right into next week as well. I'll have forecast details right after this.
1: Soil health. It's the top priority at Midwestern BioAg. It's the first thing they consider with every product at every step.
11: It's designed to build healthy, biodiverse soils to support healthy soil, resilient crops, and higher yields. Midwestern Bioag offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern
9: Bioag program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioag.com. Midwestern Bioag, better farming through better soil.
4: My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Even though a bid that you get looks great or a program looks great, make sure that you go and get a comparative bid. The easiest way to compare bids is a price per watt. So what the whole solar industry works off of. A simple phone call to Olson Solar Energy. You can find out quickly whether or not you can
9: save serious amounts of money. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy.
2: Stu, I've got my own rainfall reports to give you. Kyle, three-tenths of an inch in Evansville. Lee in Ashford got seven-tenths inches of rain yesterday. Also, Linda in Reeseville had seven-tenths, and she says no tornadoes. And Stan in Green Bay had just over a half-inch no wind damage in his neck of the woods. Now, you said uh, some chances of precipitation yet over the weekend, possibly snow. What else do you have for us?
6: Well, we got that colder air as well, Stephanie, no doubt about that. Today on the cloudy side, it may clear a bit in southern Wisconsin. A lot of the rest of us stick around with that cloud cover. Some rain chance could even happen yet this morning at La Crosse, more likely afternoon. Temps in the upper 40s only today, and the west winds gusting near 30. Mostly cloudy, showers lasting into the night almost anywhere, not going to be very heavy. Temps dropping down to freezing or a little below with the west winds at 5 to 10. Partly sunny skies on friday Uh, more clouds could be some rain at lacrosse late in the day low 50s of 51 or so southwest winds at 5 to 15 some rain chance friday night kind of hard to shake those clouds they'll be around for saturday only at about 50 maybe an upper 40 here and there with a west wind at 5 to 10 it just stays cooler than normal stephanie it'll be that way right into next week so stay bundled up
2: Stay bundled up. And Sue. I can't help but have noticed how beautiful the fall colors are. And I was told that this is because we haven't had too bad of a frost and the temps, you know, temps have been fairly good and also not a whole lot of moisture. So Maybe we can hold on to those fall colors?
6: (laughs) Well, let's hope. Those winds are still going to be pretty strong today. That does a number on the leaves that are remaining. That's for sure.
2: It certainly does. Well, we'll hold on to it while we can. Stu, we'll catch you back here again tomorrow. That's Stu Muck, our egg meteorologist. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Stay tuned for more coming up next, including Owen Feenstra with EverEgg.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
9: kind of got to look at it from a Ziegler point of view and a customer point of view and get them into the piece of equipment that's going to benefit their operation.
4: We've really come to trust Ziegler, their support staff, their service trucks. We've had them working on our shop in a tractor till 2 in the morning to get it ready for the next day. When they come on your farm, they're going to stay until they get the job done. Ziegler's service allows us to be ready to run whenever we need to, rain or shine. For agriculture
1: equipment, ZieglerAg.com.
3: Huh. Nice. Hardwood floor. Where is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need.
2: Chris Collini with a dirty little secret.
3: Growing up, we were
10: encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing
2: plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Colini Topsoil.
7: Now that's good dirt you would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere much like you wouldn't pay six dollars a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of four dollars would you so why pay more than msrp on your next chevy truck bergstrom chevrolet is a local family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with the truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy trucks, stop by Bergstrom Chevrolet, where you never get charged over MSRP.
0: You wear the same size, you do the same workout, yet her butt is high and tight. And let's face it, she's smoking hot. While you're just another sweaty Betty, what you don't know is while you're putting in extra time grunting it out at the gym, she is relaxing poolside. And why? Because she comes to Carbon World Health for FDA-approved M-Sculpt treatments. Her butt is a work of art because this technology is state-of-the-art. CarbonWorldHealth.com.
1: Nobody knows windows like Wanakee Remodeling. Voted the best window company in Madison 10 years straight, our Renewal by Anderson windows are the most weather tight, highest quality, and most durable on the market. Make sure you eliminate your old window and door problems. Go with the most trusted name in Windows, Renewal by Anderson from Wana Key Remodeling.
4: Well done, David Stearns. Well, just play. Well done. Here's his just comments. What he has to say. This is David Stearns yesterday at the podium doing like the you know kind of year wrap of the Brewers. He was asked about the hater trade. Take a listen.
10: We don't get we don't get overs um, in, in this position. Um, you know, lo- looking back, I remain very excited about the young talent we have in the organization. I also recognize that we went into a trade deadline um, in playoff position. And we didn't make the playoffs. Um, and when that happens, you have to look back um, and say, what more could we have done? What different oh my could God. we have done? Oh my God. Um, the hater trade had uh, clearly had an impact on the team. Um, it, it had a, a, a more pronounced impact um, than I thought it would at the time. Um, and the surrounding moves didn't adequately Um, didn't actually fortify the team in Josh's absence.
4: Take two weeks off, then quit. I just, when you listen to
10: him talk, it's like, what reality were you operating in when you were going to take one of the two best players on this team? One of the two players that I thought maybe you would extend a long term because they just were that good. Josh Hader, and Corbin Burns. You took one of them and traded them away.
4: It's like you could go alone in Euchre, but he instead passes it off to someone you else to give a call. You think you would skip a beat from arguably trading away
10: one of the best closers in baseball and arguably one of the two best players on your team and replace them with Taylor Rogers, Stinks. who was awful, and then you thought that you would make that up by bringing in Matt Bush. Stinks. Trevor Rosenthal. Stinks. Trevor Rosenthal never pitched or was healthy. If this was like six years ago, it'd be cool. Taylor Rogers was god awful. And I like the Matt Bush deal. He threw the ball well in Texas. That just didn't quite work out. He didn't throw the ball at the same level he did for the Rangers. But you'll have that. But you thought that those three combined would become one of the best closers in baseball and help your bullpen out, you already knew that your bullpen was beat up almost the entire year. This guy is talking to you, and when I say you, I mean the Brewers fan base. Like your IQ is below 70.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And you don't want to be below there.
10: Just, Just want to say the average IQ is 90 to 100. He's talking to you like he thinks you're stupid, yeah. and you'll come back for the six dollar vouchers, like the Ben Kennys of the world <laughs> like to celebrate.
4: Whoa, let's, <laughs> let's relax there, buddy. That's, that's called that's called ricochet, man. That's, come on, now you're getting strays today. Yeah, that's yeah true. I don't
10: deserve these drive.
4: Hey, hey, the Phillies won yesterday. Okay, you're good. They did. You know, you'll but get a, you'll get some how? buckshot today. You're fine. It's okay. Do you really believe him that he thought that this? In what universe, And would you trade away the best thing that you have, one of the best things in the game, that you thought it wouldn't be a negative effect? So you could have starters go later in games and not need them. Yeah. But, but manager doesn't do that.
10: You're right. And <laughs> the other thing is, like, you really, you really thought that this was going to improve your team, trading one of the two best players away. You really thought that you could replace them with multiple relievers that if we really want to get into it, Rogers being, be like Rogers being average at best and getting absolutely shelled since
4: May. Let's say you have a mechanic. Well and you have a car. Trevor obviously. Rosenthal hasn't been good since I was in college. Let's let's say David Stearns is your mechanic and he's like, you know what's a good idea for your car? If we take off your uh your front left wheel and we put the spare on instead, the little rubber tire. That's a good idea. That's what he did to the Brewers. Yeah, but we'll put new windshield wipers on it. <laughs> hey, we're gonna all three tires will be the same. But your front left, that's going to be the little donut. That's the little spare we're going to put on it. But, hey, here's some new windshield wipers. That's thats what he did. Oh, and we just cleaned your windows. Thank you. I could have got a homeless guy to do it for a buck on the streets. I need my windows cleaned. Let's just go to one of the corners around the stoplight. There's
10: no way he actually thought that he was improving the team. There's zero way he actually thought that this was going to improve the team. And you didn't think that this would send shockwaves to the rest of the team like, I don't know, the Corbin Burns of the world, the Brandon Woodruffs of the world, the Eric Lowers of the Devin Williams, these guys that they want to win. You didn't think that that was going to throw them a (sighs) curveball and say, wow, on the surface, it doesn't look like we're trying to win here.
4: Hey, but uh, again, Ben, what do they give us at the end of the year?
9: Vouchers.
4: Vouchers. And Rowdy X Golf.
1: Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
2: Welcome back on a Thursday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report and for farm director Pam Yonke. You'll smell it before you see it liquid gold. Now that corn silage is off the ground, farmers are applying manure. Kevin Erb is along with us, a nutrient management and conservation specialist with the Division of Extension. He says we were behind on manure application, but the dry weather and wind have caught farmers up.
8: I think we're catching up dramatically. I was a little concerned here a couple weeks ago, uh, given some of the uh, weather patterns we were seeing, but looking at the forecast now and uh, how things have been here for the past week, Uh, I think we're in really good shape for silage despite the uh, late start to get it harvested.
2: Yeah, and also for spreading manure because, like harvest, it's best to do that also when it's dry.
8: Right. There's a couple of reasons why we like to. From the perspective of keeping the roads clean, if the field's dry, we're not tracking mud out on those roads. But from a crop production standpoint, um, if the fields are wet, uh, that's when we get compaction, And compacting that soil can dramatically impact yields not only the year after, but even five and ten years into the future. So for manure application, for harvest, I always like to see those fields a little bit on the drier side. Keeps the neighbors happy, keeps mud off of the roads, and helps us prevent that soil compaction that robs yield.
2: When I think of uh, spreading manure, I think of just that topical application, but there's a lot of different ways that it's done now. Walk us through, I mean, is that still the primary way manure is being applied, or are there other things, other ways of application that farmers are, are trying out?
8: Well, if we think back to that typical red barn and 45 or 50 cows that was common probably close to 40 years ago, pretty much every farmer spread manure every day. And so when the weather was nice, you spread, but when the weather was bad, there was a high chance of runoff, you still went ahead and spread anyway. And so now a lot of our farmers have built manure storage and are spreading only once, twice, maybe three times a year, which allows us to spread it when conditions are much more favorable in terms of reducing runoff and making sure those nutrients are there for the uh, growing crop the next year. Now, what that means, of course, is that we need larger equipment to do that. Farms have also gotten larger, so we're going farther distances down the road. So that tractor-pulled spreader that's spreading solid manure out the back really has been replaced by liquid tankers that are injecting manure, but also hoses now that are injecting manure or land applying it directly. And so with those types of systems, the equipment is larger, And what we see for moving manure long distances is not a parade of slow-moving tractors as much anymore hauling manure spreaders, but really a move towards semis and uh, transferring that manure right at the side of the road. And of course, the benefit to that is I've got less vehicles going in and out of the field, less soil compaction, but I'm also creating uh, a cleaner surface for the road because I'm not tracking mud out there as well. So There is the inconvenience to neighboring landowners and people that are using those roads of having to follow whatever equipment is being used, but we're a much more efficient system now than we used to be, can get that manure worked into the soil or incorporated right away to reduce the chances of environmental loss.
2: As you had just laid out for us, there's a few different strategies to get that those nutrients on the field in the best way that makes sense for your agribusiness. Is there also a conservation aspect here?
8: There definitely is because fertilizer prices, while they're less than they were, say, earlier this year, uh, they're still higher. And so if we can take advantage of those recycled nutrients, the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, but also the micronutrients, the boron, the sulfur, the zinc, the copper in manure, we're going to save ourselves money in the long run as well. And from a crop production standpoint, I like the fact that manure's nutrients are released slowly over the growing season versus uh, more rapidly with a commercial fertilizer. And so making sure that we're getting that manure incorporated, if we can follow that, if it's suitable with a cover crop to reduce any potential future additional losses, Uh, that cover crop can capture some of that nitrogen and uh, in a time of higher fertilizer prices and increased environmental awareness it's something that I'm seeing more and more farmers look at and try to figure out how to best manage.
2: Kevin Herb joining us with an update on manure application as harvest continues and also to remind folks to stay safe on the roadways as equipment makes its way from field to field. Stay tuned for your markets up next.
0: It made me giggle. If you jump on Bavaria Sausage's Facebook page, the only complaints you're going to get from customers are that they eat too many. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Remember, online, open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, BavariaSausage.com, or you can stop by their retail store. That's located on the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitch Rona Road in Fitchburg. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5. I kid you not, everybody seems to be turning to Judy and the crew for the best brats for their outdoor grilling, whether it's tailgating, whether it's a family event, high school football, whatever it is it is the place you want to go to shop around try different flavors not just their pre-cooked beer brats that i personally enjoy but take a look around at all the authentic old world flavors they've got to offer you and your family like i said available 24 hours a day seven days a week BavariaSausage.com, and don't forget check out their facebook page bavaria sausage as a
1: dairy farmer you depend on your milk receiver pump McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller Pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFinn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry.
9: It's inevitable. If you're involved with farming, there's always a risk for injury or worse. That's why the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance are teaming up to bring a video safety series through the month of October called Rooted in Farm Safety. Each week, a new video will be released focusing on how you can be safer on the farm. Be sure to visit MidwestFarmReport.com or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook for the full videos.
2: Fieldwork is moving along quickly thanks to overall dry conditions. The latest crop progress report from USDA says the fourth cutting of alfalfa has wrapped up and corn for silage harvest is more than three-quarters of the way through. Meanwhile, the corn for grain harvest has just begun at nearly 10% complete and the soybean harvest is nearing 40% finished. And now we'll take a look at our grain markets. From Chicago, December corn is up a half a cent at 6 and a half. November soybeans are trading at thirteen ninety two and a quarter. That's down three and three quarter cents. December wheat is up a nickel and a half at eight eighty seven and three quarters. And September 2023 new crop wheat is trading at nine oh one. That's up three and a half cents. The Wisconsin 4-H Foundation has kicked off its art contest that challenges all 4-H members to explore their creativity. The contest is open to any current Wisconsin 4-H member. Cash prizes total nearly $1,000. The contest is virtual, so you'll submit your entries electronically. Entries will be accepted from November 1st through January 15th. You can find more information at MidwestFarmReport.com. And now we can take a look at our dairy markets. From Chicago, the November class 3 milk contract is down a penny at 2125 a hundredweight. December milk is trading at 2072 a hundredweight. That's unchanged. On the close yesterday, barrel cheese was up a penny and a half at 220. The 40-pound block cheese was up a penny and 3 quarters at 205 and a quarter. And AA butter was unchanged from Tuesday at 318 and a half. Today and tomorrow begin the inaugural Meat Industry Coalition Conference. This will be held on the east side of Madison. Charity is stopping over there today. I'll be over there tomorrow after the morning show. We'll post pictures at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. Another industry getting together this week, dairy sheep. The Dairy Sheep Association of Wisconsin will come together on Sunday at Carr Valley Cheese and Weston High School. And now that these industry meetings have begun, I think it's officially time to say goodbye to summer if you haven't already. Owen Feenstra joins us next from Evereg. Stay tuned.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Weather can have a
10: significant impact on your lawn and landscape. Repairing it is as easy as having Kalani Topsoil deliver the perfect seed-friendly, shredded blend of topsoil to smooth out your lawn, leaving you with the most eye-catching landscape in the neighborhood. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com, or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant.
2: Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt.
0: Are you looking for something special, something right for your needs? What about something with performance, backed by unique germplasm? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soilmate with Agrigold. Enjoy a seed made so specifically for your soil, it feels like fate. And with a team that's with you every step of the way, it's never been easier. Find your soilmate at chooseagrigold.com.
5: Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsalkprairie.com.
1: From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Welcome back on a Thursday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff along with you today. We've got Owen Feenstra here with us this morning from Ever Egg. Owen's focus is primarily on dairy risk management. And you can always get a hold of him via email at ocf at ever a g. Oh, and October has just been flying. I can't believe World Dairy Expo ended almost a week ago. I know you didn't get a chance to make it up here for that, but your team members did. Did they pick up any common themes or questions from showgoers?
11: Yeah, I think general themes was this year seems to be, you know, I think a lot of a lot of dairy farmers are happy with it gonna end on a somewhat good note but a general theme of just kind of anxiety about you know what what are what are milk prices gonna look like next year cost of production is you know something that was uh, very much talked about that is uh, I think that was on the top of everybody's mind this year
2: you're no stranger to the international conversations around dairy We're in a global marketplace so what happens overseas does impact producers here in Wisconsin. Can you walk us through what the atmosphere looks like right now?
8: Yeah, so I think this is a good
11: conversation and, you know, data points that are useful to dairymen looking at, you know, what is what is next year going to look like? What is, you know, the fundamentals look like right now? And kind of the big ones that are under the microscope um, as far as markets is cheese and butter. Um, when we were, you know, sitting at 179, 180, um, cheese prices, Uh, let's call it about a month ago. I think, you know, hearing from our commercial side um, and industry contacts, I think we've booked a lot of exports and are continuing to get some cheese out of the country. I mean, we're still lower in price compared to New Zealand um, and the EU. I mean, we're almost we're almost 30 cents discount to the EU. So I think that that bodes well for demand uh, in our international exports. On the butter side of things, this is where that takes a little bit of a negative turn for, you know, our domestic prices on the fat side of things. You know, today we're sitting at about 322 butter um and New Zealand's at about 220. So, we are hearing reports that um we are getting fat imported into the country. Um and I think that's I think that's only um yeah, I think that's a little bit obvious when, you know, our domestic fat prices are so high and uh, we can we can get it imported in um, almost a dollar cheaper. Uh, so I think that puts a little bit of a little bit of strain on our domestic fat market uh, going forward. But if that spread continues, that's something that um, needs to be watched and points to some negativity.
2: You know, another spread dynamic that we talked about last week, Thursday with EverEgg is also between the block and barrel cheese spread. Last week, it was about a 20-cent difference. Uh, this week, it's about uh, 15 cents. Uh, what does that tell you?
11: Yeah, that, is, uh, that has also been a big point of discussion. A large majority of cheese manufacturing in the U.S. is on the block side. When, you know, the plants or, or, or cheese manufacturers are purchasing class three cheese, as you guys probably talked about last week, which is made up of the average of block and barrel, And on the back end, they're selling a product that's the lower of the average that seems to be a losing equation, a losing scenario. So that spread is something that is underneath the microscope for the entire cheese industry as of right now. Like you said, it was 20 cents last week. We're coming in a little bit. And I only think nerves are going to be settled once we you know get those closer to parity. I mean, historically the block's usually 2 to 3 cents over the barrel and that is and that's a comfortable place for the cheese industry. But as of right now, that's not necessarily the case. You know, we're seeing blocks kind of trade sideways. Barrels have kind of fluctuated up and down the last couple of trading sessions, but it's just a matter of, you know, is the is the barrel going to come down to meet the block or is the block going to converge with the barrel with, you know, some additional strength? Hearing blocks are a little bit loose and available right now, so it's a little bit hard to imagine that being um, the situation. But yeah, only time will tell. That's that's definitely something that is, as you pointed out, is a major discussion point.
2: Now, Owen, I want to ask you too about some headlines that have emerged this week. Uh, a lot having to do with transportation logistics and how that's impacting grain, but I want to ask if you know, Mississippi River backlogs or potential rail strikes are ever an issue when it comes to moving dairy products.
11: You know, I transportation has always played. you know, uh, it is a large part of the expense side of the equation when it comes to you know moving product around the US and balancing a little bit. I'll say more of the discussion has been on the grain side though. We know that affects basis from vendors. We know that that is a key driver in what and what you know moves product from location to location. You know, I, I think a big you know headline this week past couple of weeks has been, you know, the growing barge story on the Mississippi as far as how that affects dairy. I think in the, in the short term, you know, we're still working on a timeline. We don't know the, dur- you know the extent of the effect duration-wise, but, you know, a trickle-down effect would be, yeah, I think basis probably loosens up a little bit or is a little bit bearish basis. And maybe there's a little bit more grains pushed back out into the open country, providing maybe softer opportunities for producers to, you know, purchase spot loads. I think that's the main connection we're really looking at right now as far as the, the barge logistic issue.
2: And, Owen, you specialize in dairy risk management. You just painted the picture for us of kind of what you're keeping your eye on in the dairy environment. But now as producers, what's the number one action to take at this time to protect your bottom line? Yeah,
11: yeah, no, for sure. We are in the midst of demand season. Uh, and I know this is probably a common discussion, uh, you know, with a lot, amongst a lot of producers. Um, looking back historically, we know that you know as we get closer to November, you know those end users start to cool down on their holiday you know season orders. They're kind of stockpiling at the front end. I'm I'm asking producers to be aware. What other large demand do we have in here going into quarter one? You know you have an international economy that feels a little fragile at the moment. You know demand. I think consumers are still reeling a little bit and trying to. Be wise with how they're spending the money. What we have right here and now is awesome. Markets are being—they're positive at the moment because of holiday demand, and I'm and I'm asking producers to take advantage of that. You know, I think there's still opportunities on an elevated curve even into quarter one and quarter two of 2023 to take advantage of, put some floors in place, so that by the time uh, we turn into quarter one and that holiday demand is behind us. We've got some good protection on us if, if no other sizable demand comes back into this market.
2: Owen Feenstra, along with us, a dairy agent and broker with EverEgg, specializing in dairy risk management. Want to get a hold of him? Visit ever.egg, simple enough to get to their website and find their contact info there. Otherwise, Owen's email is ocf at ever.ag. Thanks for tagging along with me on a Thursday. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.